Welcome to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast, brought to you by Advertising Expressions, Creative Theater, Akita Express, and Encore Theatrical Company. Visit us online at 30andnerdypodcast.com. Drop us an email at 30andnerdypod at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Become a patron of the show at patreon.com forward slash 30 nerdy podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoy the show. And now, sit back, relax, and get ready to nerd out with your hosts, Josh Davis and Tyler McDaniel. What's up, nerds and nerdettes? This is the podcast where everyone knows your name. Cheers to ya. Cheers to ya. Salud, Parati. Oh, nice, nice. I'm Josh. And I am Tyler. And this is 30 and Nerdy. And we are coming at you from the Fortress of Nerditude with yours truly, the registered nerd practitioner, the founder of Nerdlidge, the Mac. And as always, great to be joined by my co-host, the juicy one, the nerdtorious JLD, the PhD of nerdology, Dr. Davis himself. That's right. What's up, Doc? Living the dream, my friend. Living the dream. Good, good, good. If you're listening for the first time, uh, you can subscribe to us at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever you cast your pod. Uh, and if you're having issues, we had some questions. Uh, I actually had some questions out in town the past week. Hmm. Uh, how can I listen to you? Well, you would be shocked at how many iPhone users do not know that their iPhone comes with a podcast app. Oh, yeah. My mom didn't know that. Yeah. She doesn't listen, but... Yeah. And uh, I said, sure. okay, do you have an iPhone or a Google phone? They said iPhone. So all I had to do was say, okay, well, unlock it. See this little purple box right here? Click. <laughs> I said, "Search thirty and nerdy," and that's the one with the three zero and the mustaches with gla- the mustache with glasses. Thirty and nerdy uh, podcast, and you just hit subscribe. And if you are on a Google phone, then you can go through Google Play, or of course you can download apps like Stitcher, Spotify, Pocket Cast, and then subscribe to Thirty and Nerdy Podcast from there. And if you are li- you are subscribed and you listen to us week in and week out, thank you so much. Uh, we have been getting some really good reviews too lately. Yeah. Some new ones. Uh, thank you for the kind words. Appreciate it. Um, we will uh, definitely keep it coming. And if you have any, uh, you know, suggestions for uh, the coming year, uh, what you would like to see next season or listen to next season, um, give us a shout out. Let us know. Uh, we also want to thank our Patreon supporters. Without you uh, supporting us um, financially, I guess you know, with a little help. Uh, we get to keep this this nerdledge rolling, and uh, we are very thankful of you all. And if you are a Patreon supporter, you get some monthly gifts as well as behind the scenes footage, as and some knowledge on uh, each of us that may help in a contest uh, in the future. You never know. 
Uh, so, last week's episode, brother, we finished our journey to Mount Doom. The long trick. It was a long trick. I felt like I walked for ages. Yeah. Um, three movies worth of walking. Three movies worth of walking. <laughs> and we dropped a ring in a pit of fire. Yes. So, how's your week been? Great, man. Um, <clears throat> but I gotta tell you, I, f- I feel 30 for the first time, really. Really? I've never felt so old and out of touch with, you know, the... Your body. No. Uh, well, yes. <laughs> but, um, like... Well, I wasn't going to say, but you look like you feel 30 today. Thanks, man. I'm, <laughs> my story has nothing to do with that. Jeez. I'm trying to say, like, out of touch with, you know, the the things the kids say. Yeah. Why? Because I was talking to my buddy David this week about, you know, these weird things that our, our, our students say. He's a teacher as well. I'm like, lit? Like, no, not even that, because I know that one. But I was, what brought it up was I talked about how the kids go, let's go, all let's the time. Let's go. It's like, oh, we got a worksheet today? Let's go. Yeah. You know? Well, I would watch, whenever I was watching Peyton play college volleyball, if they had a good play, they'd all just look at each other, let's go. So, what, after that, we got to talking about the Visco girl. Have you heard about the Visco girl? No. <laughs> Me neither. I didn't understand. David tried to explain it to me, but he's, you know, in the same boat. He doesn't get it. But apparently a Visco girl is like what the kids say about a girl that wears, like, Crocs and Birkenstocks all the time. And she wears scrunchies. And she carries uh, one of those little Thermo Flask water bottles. Um, <laughs> you look so... Is this a choice? Like I guess. I don't know. They call her Visco girl. I think Visco is a brand of something. Well, I work with a girl... Essential Services, uh, she actually uh, works with us part-time and goes to Walter State part-time. And uh, Central Services, the nonprofit here in Morristown, uh, it's her, part of her work study yeah. that she's on. She works in the pantry with me. And she said, she told me the other day, she said, did you know that Crocs and Birkenstocks are coming back on girls? Yeah. yeah. And I was yeah. like, no. Well, why? And boys, too. I've seen. That's just weird. I I've never a wore a pair of Crocs in my life. Our good friend Flafford used to, remember? Yeah. So, I, if you're out there listening Crocs. and you don't know about the Visco Girl, if you got some young people in your life, ask them. As far as I know, it's nothing inappropriate because yeah. uh, some it of my kids like talk about it, too. Um, so. It has to be a brand or some sort. I think so. And then, like, the, apparently the Visco Girl says, like, tss, 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 or something like that. She makes, like, a noise. Like, when she laughs. and Maybe it's, like, their version of Valley Girl. Like we would call a valley girl like clueless. That's sort of what I gathered from it. Yeah, plaid skirts and the, the, you know, dumbness and the oh my nails. Maybe their version of our Alicia Silverstone Valley Girl is the Visco Girl. I guess when they laugh instead of like ha ha ha, they're saying they go yeah something like that. So I felt the point is I felt really old and out of touch this week because I didn't normally I can kind of understand what they're. Oh, you yeah. know things are yeah this i was like what this doesn't make any sense at all i don't understand well i remember the first time i heard slaps i, was See, like, I don't even know nobody's what that hitting anyone and they said no slaps means it's good like we would say the guardians of the galaxy album slaps it's good it slaps i was like well i don't know why you're throwing albums at people and hitting them but i think we should move on because this is making me feel worse i know giving you a headache Making me feel older. <laughs> well, um, 
this week has been kind of a, I felt like this week dragged on at work, man. I just, it's just slow week. Um, but we have had Rocky rehearsal. It's been going really well. Um, and uh, other than that, man, uh, just been looking forward to talking this week's episode. Cause yeah. This week, uh, we're talking about my favorite superhero of all time. Batman. I'm Batman. The Caped Crusader. The Caped Crusader. The, the Dark, Dark Knight. Jinx. <laughs> I owe you a Coke. A Cherry Coke, please. A cherry Coke. All right, well, when we take a break, I'll just walk up to your fridge and get you one. All right. This is Dr. Scott from the Encore Theatrical Company's Rocky Horror Show. This science fiction double feature is October 18th and... 19th at the Rose Center in Morristown, Tennessee. For tickets, call 423-318-8331. Please, we have got to get out of this trap! Hey all you nerds out there in Nerdland, this is David. And this is Tim. And we're from Johnny Has the Keys podcast, a podcast where horror and sci-fi shape our lives. You're listening to Josh and Tyler of the 30 and Nerdy podcast, where they discuss, debate, and break it down with nerd culture and the nerds that reside there. If you like listening to these guys, consider coming over to the dark side with us on your favorite podcast platform of choice. Cheers to you, nerds, and don't forget your keys. All right, nerds and nerdettes, it is time for me to talk nerdy to you. I'm so excited. I know. Um, so, a few months ago when I was planning out nerd words for future episodes. Yeah. Well, not even a few months ago, let's be honest, it was like a month ago. Okay. Um, I thought to myself that surely in our nerddom there would be a order of nerds or a nerdarchy if you will. And so, today's word is nerdarchy. However, moving forward, I in each episode, I will explain to you each of the seven levels of the nerdarchy. A series, huh? Yes. Moving forward for the next seven episodes after this, uh, we will dive into the nerdarchy and, and what each tier or level of that nerdarchy is, and maybe it'll help people know where they stand. I'm so confused. In the but order of nerds, at the same time. So the nerdarchy is, uh, like I said, it's kind of our. Oh, how would I really explain it? Our system of basing how good at being a nerd you are, or oh, no. where you stand. You know, obviously, there are those who aren't as nerdy as some, mm-hmm. and there are those who aren't nerdy on a different level than others. So it's levels of your nerd. Yeah, levels of nerd or. The Order of the Nerd. Like, level 7 nerd. Yes, level 7 nerd, bro. Uh, nerdarchy. It is deemed very disrespectful, though, in the nerdarchy, to try to correct a fellow nerd or give them the, did you know, treatment about their nerddom when they know more than you. For instance, if I was... This example came up because the other day at work, somebody who just started watching the Marvel movies... Uh, tried to tell me, did you know? They saw, they saw Infinity War last year, 
And so they went back and watched before this year's Endgame came out. So last week they um, they said, uh, did you know that... Uh, what did they say? They said something about... Something about Thanos' planet. Um, or no, no, no. Did you not know... Titan? Not, not Titan. They said, did you know that Thanos looked different when we first saw him as to now? And I was like, no. Diddy. You're adorable. I just looked at him and I said, stay in your lane, Mary Jane. You know? <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah. Because... So this Graphics were different. This person's low on the nerdarchy. Yeah, they're very low. I'm not going to tell you what they are because that would be giving away next week's level. Um, but yes, your word is nerdarchy. And before we get to the next seven uh, definitions of where you are on that level of nerd or order of nerd, I would be interested for you all to send us in where you all think you are in the seven levels of nerd. Uh, if you think you're a level three nerd, you know, you're pretty good, you know, but you're not like a Bill Gates or a Hawking. You know, they are like the legends. They're out of this planet. So um, level seven is like beyond most people's reach. Yes, level seven would be like the White Wizard in the Order of Wizards. Oh my. In Lord of the Rings. Okay. So Untouchable. If you think that you are a certain level of nerd and you uh, want to take a venture to send us in where you stand in the order of nerd, please let us know. Uh, and uh, moving forward over the next month or so, we will break down during our talk. And let's, be, let's be real. If you're listening to this show, you're at least a level two. At least. Right. Or you're a level one trying to become a level two. Uh, we'll help you. We'll hold we'll your hand. We'll help you. We'll you know, part of our mantra is to educate and enlighten of the nerd culture. So, you know, we'll we do it. We got you back, we'll, Jack. Yeah. So, nerdarchy. Uh, why don't we move on to your favorite segment? Let's do it. And it's called... Whatcha what? I gotcha. <laughs> you just ruined the yeah. whole thing. I've been waiting for when should I do this? What episode should I do this on? Like, get him in get him in this zone of, like, it's this regular thing, and then pull the carpet out from under you. I don't even know if I can continue. <laughs> All right. So, let's uh, get on with your favorite segment, and it is called... I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it. Ready? Yeah. What, what you watching? watching? <laughs> <laughs> Go on, talk. Oh, talk about what you're watching. Well, I have been burning down Titan Season 2. Still. Uh, burning it down one episode a week, One right? episode a week. One episode a week. And I actually um, went back and uh, watched some favorite moments of past Batman movies and oh. uh, animated movies. Uh, not whole movies, just like um, like the moment in Batman 89 when it's near the end and Nicholson's Joker is like, don't you remember? You created me. You dropped me in a vat of acid. I think I'm doing just fine, considering everything. <laughs> and uh, um, then I went back and watched the Batman animated uh, movie, Mask of the Phantasm, mm -hmm. which is my favorite. The angel of death awaits. Mm -hmm. um, I've forgotten the great moments that Batman as a character has had. In, even if it's just in one episode of a Justice League, like... Uh, did you see Justice League Dark? 
Not yet. It's really cool. There's this moment where uh, the angels of death, basically, are talking to Constantine and Zatanna. And they're talking about one who fears death, you know, one who knows death. And one walks up to Batman and, like, floats up to Batman and goes, This one knows death but does not fear it. And he just stands there and stares, <sighs> breathing in Batman. And Batman just goes, Boo. And it freaks the spirit out. It's proving that even death is afraid of Batman. <laughs> kind of like, oh gosh, it's Batman. Um, That's serious. Like, yeah, man. I mean, I, I loved going back. And I love what they're doing in Titans. They just introduced Aqualad. Uh, but not Kyle Durham's Aqualad. Um, oh. I know, there is, there's technically like three different Aqualads. Good lord. Uh, and this one is Well, played. technically there's like four Robins. So. Yeah, that's true. Five, actually. That's true. Five oh. now. Uh, so what have you been watching? So, I started playing around, finally, with the DC Universe uh, streaming service. Yeah, checked it out. I like it a lot. Um, I You uh, said several weeks ago, early in the summer, I guess, mm-hmm. that you were watching Young Justice. Yeah, season three. And you had never, like, you had never I'd never seen it before, it. yeah. Yeah. But I promised I would check it out at some point. Uh-huh. And guess what? I did it. You started. I started it. I watched like four or five episodes, actually. Uh, so, where are you at? They've saved Connor, obviously. He's yeah, I don't, having trouble fitting in. I don't remember. last thing I really remember was like they had some sort of robot or something that was attacking them. Oh, uh, and it could like speak the name of one of the Justice League members and it could have their powers. Amazo. Uh, yeah. I guess it was Amazo. Amazo. Yeah. Um, so he has been done so many different ways throughout DC history. I, why does Robin wear sunglasses all the time? I don't know. You know who voices that, Robin? Jesse McCartney. Really? Yeah. And Winnie Cooper from The Wonder Years is Miss Martian. That sounds right. She did the voice of uh, the Invisible Woman on the old uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance games. Oh, she did, didn't she? Um, I think he wears sunglasses to kind of... Show how he's so rich? I guess show... I don't know. The ward of a billionaire. Throughout the first season, they really show you the story arc of, like, Robin as a leader. Because, I mean, the Young Justice League, the Young Justice team that they are, they aren't sidekicks anymore. They're their own team. But they need a leader, and a leader can't be an older member. They want to train, you know, the younger members to be young leaders. So I think that he's got this self-consciousness. And the sunglasses kind of are like his Robin mask. Interesting. Help him hide himself. Well, I'm anxious to continue and get to Nightwing. That's season two. So, yeah, I want to see that. Speaking of Nightwing, in Titans, he oh, yeah? the Robin outfit. Nice. And he is in the Nightwing outfit. And it looks so sick, dude. Okay. <laughs> because Jason Todd's Robin joins him this season. And, yes, Jason Todd's Robin. Wow. Young Jason Todd. Joins him, so he's like, it can't be two Robins. He's and uh, I think it's Hawk. Hawk says, "So who are you now?" And he just smiles. He goes, "I don't know. Guess we'll have to figure that out." And then like, that next week's episode shows him in the Nightwing outfit. And I was like, "Oh, Josh has got to awesome. catch up. Josh yeah. has got to catch up." I'll get there eventually. Uh, but also yeah. watched Hush. Yeah, Batman. It's pretty Hush. new. Um, I enjoyed it. It was really late, so I was kind of falling asleep. Not because it wasn't good and I was bored. It's just because yeah. it was so late and I was so tired. But um, 
It was really good. I'm going to rewatch it. Yeah. And give it the full attention that it deserves. But don't you love how in the DC Universe app, like, all those are on there? Yeah. You don't, you don't have to All the Batman Beyond, all the animated yeah. series. It's all on there. Um, you can even read comics. I saw that. I Pretty actually cool. looked at that Digital for a minute, uh, but it was so hard to read on my TV. Yeah, you turn. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I'll probably stick to the old-fashioned way. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, uh, sounds like you had a nice little week of what you're watching, and uh, what do you say we move on? Let's do it. All right. You know what that means. It is time for your nerd news. Yeah. Uh, sadly, this past week, horror icon Sid Haig passed away. Uh, he's best known today as Captain Spaulding in Rob Zombie's trilogy, consisting of House of a Thousand Corpses, The Devil's Rejects, and the newly released Three from Hell. Yeah. Um, he was one of the best characters. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I cannot quote some of the things he said. No. <laughs> but his speech about clowns and Devil's Rejects, I quote it quite a bit. and It's true, though. Uh, I, he's a big reason I continue my fear of clowns. <laughs> uh, Jeffrey Wright, star of Westworld, is in talks with WB to take on the role of Jim Gordon in The Batman. Other names in talks with WB for The Batman are Jonah Hill and James McAvoy. Jonah Hill is like what? I'm guessing The Penguin. Really? I don't know. I could see McAvoy maybe being Riddler. Um, Ooh, I would like that. I think that. he'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Of course, you know my dream Riddler is still NPH. I think he'd be fantastic. Oh, I agree. Um, in those talks, though, it is reported that Jonah Hill has requested double what Pattinson is making. That ain't going to happen. You can't request. You can't be a villain and request more than Batman. <laughs> in a movie where you're about playing Batman. Batman. <laughs> about Batman. <laughs> like, I love you, Jonah, but you know wow. this ain't super bad, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I I don't. When I saw that his name was being talk, dropped and um, WB had met with him, and so had Matt Reeves, I can't think of him as a villain in Batman. Even the Penguin, like I just I just can't see Jonah Hill as a no as a villain. I don't see um, it either. Moving on, Arrowverse is getting another spinoff. After Arrow ends, there will be a spinoff with the Black Canaries and Felicity Smoke's daughter. Uh, this show will take place in a future timeline of Star City. That Arrowverse is never going to end. Uh, well, Arrow is ending. Yeah, I know that. And uh, we are pretty much been shown that we are going to get the death of Oliver Queen. Oh, wow. And Crisis on Infinite Earths. So. Already? Well, his show is ending. But doesn't he have like a whole half a season left? No, it's only like a ten episode season. Wow. Yeah. So, Arrow will end on Crisis of Infinite How are you going to kill him without the Justice League? I don't know. Technically, in Crisis, it should be Supergirl who dies. But her show's got moving on. So, uh, And they still continue to stack on cameos that are going to be showing up. Oh, yeah. I've saw and I'm excited. Um, moving on. Jurassic World 3. We'll see. The return of Laura Dern, yeah, Jeff Goldblum, All right. and Sam Neill. It's going to be great. The original trio. Can't wait to see uh, it. Very excited. Finally, the best for last. After a week of negotiations, weeks and weeks of negotiations, Sony and Disney have made a deal. Hallelujah, 
Hallelujah. I knew, it, I knew it would all work out. I knew it would all be okay in the end. You were definitely a lot more patient during the past few weeks than I thought you should be. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought you'd just be, like, you know, burning things down, not showing up to work, uh, My sitting here looking like the dude in your robe, just like the world is over. But you've been very patient. Yeah. And My, my initial reaction was something like, hey, I'm going to burn things down. Yeah. But I decided. It's not over yet. Yeah. You know, let's let cooler heads prevail. Be patient. And it's okay. It's going to be all right. It'll work out somehow. And uh, it did. So they did come up with a deal. Um, looks like they worked it out to where um, D- Disney will get 25%, which is fair. It's fair. It's fair. And Spider-Man will bounce back and forth sure. between the universes. Um, and it will be Tom Holland the entire time. Yes. They will finish his trilogy with a sequel following uh, Far, from, Far home. from Home, and he will have another crossover down the road in Phase 5, and he will also appear in the Venomverse. So we will get to see Venom and Carnage lots, and Spider-Man Lots of Spider-Man. So lots of Spider-Man coming, coming forth, and I am, I am sure you are just so excited that... Probably within the next ten years, you will still see more Tom Holland Spider-Man. I'm stoked for the about next it. Ten years, it's the uh, witch. Be all is right with the world. Absolutely. What could make this better is if Sony just said, "You know what? Just just take him." That would have probably made it better. Cut just, us, just, cut us a check, and then you can do what yeah, you want with him. Just have yeah, him. You know, I'd have been cause, thrilled. Because we're not doing a good no job. More, no more red tape. <laughs> no more red tape. Uh, you know what? And uh, saved that for the end for you. Since I thought that put a smile on your face. Love you for that. Uh, so, uh, what do you say we uh, uh, listen to a word from our sponsor? All right. You know, nerds, uh, when we are binge watching Batman uh, or anything else for that matter in our nerd world, we always get hungry and we've got to refuel. Uh, nine times out of ten, we choose Akita Express. Akita is a family owned restaurant where they treat you like family and feed you until you're full. Full service portions and quality at a fast pace. They honestly believe in providing the best customer service and fast food for a reasonable price. Fresh hibachi grilled food in a matter of minutes. If you haven't tried it, they will find something you'll like. I myself prefer the chicken teriyaki, but they have so many menu items to choose from. 10 out of 10 would recommend... Give Akita Express a try. They are at 3100 East Morse Boulevard, right here in Morsetown, Tennessee. And when you stop by, tell them 30 and Nerdy sent you. And we're back. And mm, that music, mm, mm, mm. holy nerdy co-host Batman... That music means that it's time for us to... I'm Batman. Gee willikers, Robin. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, if you don't know Batman, you don't deserve to listen to this show. But But you know what? You will know Batman. You will know Batman. Uh, Batman is a fictional, fictional comic book superhero created by artist Bob Kane and writer Bill Finger. His abilities are genius-level intellect, expert detective skills, peak human condition, utilizes high-tech equipment, and he is a master in multiple styles of martial arts and hand-to-hand combat. 
And even though he's not a, he's not, uh, this isn't a power. Uh, his money doesn't hurt. Yeah. Um, power of being rich. The power of being rich. I think that though, even without the money, I think that Bruce Wayne would find a way. Would find a way to fight justice. I agree. Uh, that's what makes him great. Um, so I, I found some some trivia, some some unknown trivia that uh, some people may not know. Let's hear it. A uh, few few little trivia tidbits, bat trivia, if you will. Uh, he first appeared in Detective Comics number 27 in March of 1939. But oddly, Batman Day is celebrated in September. Why? Makes no sense. Because this is America. <laughs> so if he originated in 1939, that means... 80 years of Batman. 80 years. Last and, week. And speaking of 80 yes. years, our friend Zach at Advertising Expressions... Right here in Morristown, Tennessee. He made us some commemorative uh, shirts to uh, celebrate 80 years of Batman. It's got our 30 and nerdy... We'll post a picture of it. But it's got our 30 and nerdy logo. And instead of the mustache, it's got a batarang, or the bat symbol, with Gotham kind of underlining it's it. It's very cool. And it says, 80 years of Batman. He did a great job, as always. As always. He does fantastic work. Um, he does great stuff. Um... You can, if you're interested in any of Zach's work, uh, it is Advertising Expressions, and that is at 2103 Morningside Drive, right here in Morristown, Tennessee. Uh, his phone number is 423-586-3270. Uh, their website, uh, if you don't live in Morristown, is www.advertising-expressions.com. Uh, or you can uh, email him at Zach, Z-A-C-H, at AdvertisingExpressions.com. Uh, and if you're lucky, maybe he'll sell you this shirt to commemorate oh, yeah, uh, Batman Day. It's a fantastic shirt. Everybody should have one of these. Absolutely. Uh, just uh, thank you, Zach. It sure. really, it really uh, was very kind of you. Thank you. All right, so more trivia, please. Yes, uh, more trivia. He was an originally named the Bat-Man. Right. Instead of Batman one word. It um, doesn't quite have the same flow, does it? No, it doesn't. Other names have included the Cape Crusader, the Dark Knight, and the world's greatest detective. Mm. Um, his secret identity, Bruce Wayne, derives from two real-life historical heroes, Robert the Bruce of Scotland and Mad Anthony Wayne of the American Revolution. Wow, did not know that. Yes. I'm learning something here. You learn something new every day. Uh, though Dark Side. Uh, is the be-all, end-all villain in DC. Uh, Batman beat him single-handed twice. Wow. I just didn't know using that his wit. Wow. Um, moving on. There is a college course at the University of Victoria in Canada called The Science of Batman. The course description reads, The extreme range of adaptability of the human body explored through the life of the caped crusader. That sounds like a great class to take. So there is science behind Batman. Um... And how he, I think uh, you even see a little bit of that in uh, Batman Begins, the Christian Bale one, the Christopher Nolan series. Yeah. When he falls through the ice, even uh, Roz says, uh, don't don't warm your arms. Warm your chest, your limbs will take care of itself. Yeah. I learned something there. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I did not know that. Thanks, Liam Neeson. Thank you, Liam. He has a particular set of skills. Uh, moving on. At one point... One of Sinestro's yellow lanterns fell. The yellow lantern ring that latches onto elements of fear naturally 
raced to its closest target, a certain Batman on planet Earth. <laughs> so the you know Sinestro's Yellow Lantern Corps, mm-hmm. they're the bad guys. Yeah, they use fear to gain power, and the way that the Green Lantern ring kind of is attracted to hope and love and good things the yellow lantern rings if a lantern is to die it will try to find the next thing that instills fear and in this uh series of comics one of the yellow lanterns died and the ring came to batman i think i've seen some um, because he was the closest thing that instilled fear um moving forward some more trivia Though his no-kill methods are widely known, in the early years of Batman, he was a gun-toting, murdering vigilante known for shooting people and leaving broken necks in his wake. Wow. Yes. Wow, not the Batman we know at all. No, he is not. Man, the 30s and 40s were a rough time. It's like Batman versus Superman Batman. Exactly. Um, and moving on, Andy Warhol, famed artist pop who created pop art. Right directed the first ever live-action Batman movie. It was done unknown to DC and was titled Batman Dracula. I guess him fighting Dracula. Uh, though, thought for a few... Uh, there, uh, there's a few copies left. Oh, okay. Like, DC has a few copies left. But they've destroyed all the others. Oh, man. Like, it didn't happen, you know. Um, but I think that's kind of cool. Andy Warhol. You know, like, if, if you're in the artist, you know, world, then you know Andrew Warhol, famous for painting and creating an entire style of art. Who, who'd have thought that he directed a Batman movie? Yeah. Um, moving on, some more trivia. The creators of Batman were known to say that they created him combining Zorro, The Shadow, and Dracula. Makes sense. I can see it. I can definitely see it. Voice actor Kevin Conroy has played Batman more than any other person with anima- eight animated series... That's whole shows, 13 animated movies, and 10 video games. Wow. He has voiced the Bat. And coming soon, he will actually get to play the physicality of Bruce Wayne in Crisis on Live action Batman. Finally. Um, And final little trivia tidbit, Bruce Wayne's net worth is $7 billion. Holy cow. You can buy a lot of Batmobiles with $7 million. Billion. Yeah. Seven, but I, always, I, I feel like that's a low number. I kind of do too. Yeah, like I, feel, I just feel like it I mean, should be a ridiculous number. Still a lot of money. And, oh, I mean, it's you know more money than we'll ever see. Yeah. Um, so I thought we'd move on to the origin. Let's do it. Um, you've got some facts there in front of you. Yeah. So I'll, I'll tell you a little bit, little bit about it. Let, let's see if if you knew these things, Tyler. Okay. Though the gunman changes from time to time, from the likes of Joe Chill to even the Joker, the origin of Batman is always the same. Mm. The death of his parents in the alley, right? As a child, Bruce was walking down a dark alley with his parents, Dr. Thomas Wayne and his wife Martha. A gunman shoots them dead in the alley and leaves Bruce alive. After that, Bruce swears vengeance and justice on crime in Gotham City. He disappears for years. While gone, he trains in many forms of martial arts. Now, this varies as well. Some origins have him train with the League of Shadows and Ra's al Ghul, and some origins have no mention of who helps. I, I like the the thought of Ra's al Ghul training him, mm-hmm. uh, like they did in Batman Begins, and they've done in countless other 
origin stories of his. Uh, but there's, you know, I think it's Batman Year One that Ben McKenzie voices. He just shows back up in Gotham. Yeah. And there is no League of Shadows that trained him. He just... Figured it out. He's just trained up and has this idea. And so, I don't know what I like more. Knowing where the origin, you know, where his skills come from or just being like, oh, man. I like the knowing. I like the mystery of not yeah, knowing. Yeah, just kind of like, what did he go through? Yeah, you know, like, kind of how did he learn this? Kind of dehumanizes him a little bit. Like seeing the journey and everything yeah. that he goes through makes us, you know, sympathize with him as we should anyway. He's the hero, yeah. but it makes him something more, more to fear. Yeah, really. When there's more mystery. Yeah, it helps that that Batman uh, aesthetic that he wants to go for to yeah. derive fear. And if we, as the reader or the watcher, also have mystery, it kind of gives us a little bit of, wow, you know, I'm a little scared of him too because yeah. I don't know where all these skills came from. Exactly. Um, so there have been a lot of people uh, play Batman. More than, actually, I can honestly say there are two actors on here, the original men behind the bat, if you will, uh, that I had no idea. Yeah. Um, in 1943, Lewis G. Wilson was the first person to... Uh, play Batman in the live action to, world. To don the cowl. Yes, he was the first to don the cowl. They did 15 episodes of a Batman show. 1943. 43. I wonder man. if you can see that anywhere. Um, certainly see not. On, certainly not on the DC universe. <laughs> they don't have those tapes. <laughs> um, the next person to don the cowl. They did a Batman and Robin movie. Not to be confused with the awful Batman and Robin movie. That we had to endure. <laughs> Robert Lowry in 1949 donned the cape and cowl in the Batman and Robin movie. He looked a little bit more, if you look up comparison pictures, Louis G. Wilson was actually sh- short and um, a little husky. Oh. Yeah, a little husky. A lot of people would say he doesn't look like Batman in the comics, uh, but Robert Lowry actually looked filled the suit out really well. And then, of course, the legend himself. Adam West. Adam West. Adam West. I don't know. 1960s through the 1980s. Live action and voice acting. Uh, he pretty much controlled the cape and cow for He's 20 years. one of the most iconic Absolutely. people to do I it. mean, but he also took Batman in the... No, it wasn't always his fault. It was the writers. The, the camp. That was when Batman was campy. Well, and 1960s TV was, was a, a lot different. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very, you had like Leave It to Beaver and stuff like that yeah. going on. So, um, Adam West was not the first Batman I saw. Obviously, I wasn't alive, but like they would show replays, mm-hmm. um, and it would always come on this as a channel that became Turner Classic. Yeah, I don't know. What you're talking and about. my grandmother would always watch with me. Uh, the old Adams Family show, and after that that show went off, the old Adam West Batman would come on. Right. So my first, it wasn't the first one I saw, but it was the first one I watched longevity. That was, was like, like when he had the aunt that lived in the mansion with him. Yes, you yes. That? And uh, Cesar Romero's Joker. Yeah. Um, the Eartha Kit. Yeah. Was Catwoman, and the Riddler. I don't remember. Can't remember his name, but it's actually Mark Hamill's favorite movie villain of all time is the old riddle nice. riddler and Burt Ward who was Robin with that Batman is yeah. actually going to be in crisis as old man Robin yeah it's going to be really cool 
I hate that he passed away because it would have been cool to see Adam West. They definitely would have brought him they in They would have brought in Adam West as a, on Crisis. Uh, moving forward, after holding on to the Cape and Cow for 20 years, um, Michael Keaton took over as the live-action Batman in 1989 and 1992. Mm-hmm. Batman and Batman Returns. Now, I actually saw Batman Returns first. I did too. And then Mom showed me Batman yeah. the original. Uh, I did not know there was a prequel before Returns. I just remember back then thinking that Batman was really dark and scary. Yes. And, and I think a lot of it has to do with Tim Burton. Yeah, the tone on that movie, it's, you know, <laughs> yeah. a penguin was like eating raw fish, fish and, he, and had like, like, he had like this bl- black yeah. spit and all that and Ooh. blood. Remember when Christopher Walken had the taser put in his mouth and he blew up? Yes. Yeah. Selena Kyle killed that him. freaked me out. Max Shrek. Yeah. Christopher Walken. Gosh. Uh, and then moving on, um, Michael Keaton actually did not come back for the third. He was offered the role mm-hmm. in 1995's Batman Forever. Um, and after he turned down the role, they actually uh, went after Daniel Day-Lewis, Ralph Fiennes, who's Voldemort, yeah. uh, William Baldwin, and even Johnny Depp himself turned down the part. Wow. Of Bruce Wayne slash Batman before Val Kilmer agreed to take on the role. Now, I actually, I did not hate this movie. This one was not bad. It this was, was the bad. first one that I watched, like, repeatedly. Yeah. You had Two-Face and Riddler. Yeah, mm-hmm. Jim Carrey's the Riddler, and Tommy Lee Jones is Two-Face. Yeah. Um, they were fun. This introduced Christopher O'Donnell's Robin, mm-hmm. and the, uh, in those four, in the 90s, the older gentleman who played Alfred. Michael Gow, I believe is Gow? his name. I'm not uh, sure on the last name how you pronounce it, but it's spelled G-O-U-G-H. He he was good. Yeah, he lived to be 94, dude. He just died in 2011. That's crazy. He was in the uh, live-action Alice in Wonderland that Tim Burton did, the first one. I forgot about that. He was one of the birds, that. yeah. Oh, I forgot yeah. he voiced one of the birds. That's awesome. One of the last things he did. And then, can't ignore it, um, 1997's Batman and Robin with George Clooney as Bruce Wayne... Slash Batman. Yeah. At the time, it At wasn't. At the time, I didn't. Hate, I didn't like. Wasn't it. so bad. At the time, I didn't like it. I remember loving Batgirl. Uh. And I also really loved Uma Thurman. I started to become really. I, that was one of the first times that I became very. Uh, not cynical, just very critical of a movie. Yeah. Because I was really upset with the casting of. Freeze, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right. I didn't hate Uma Thurman. I disliked Clueless's Alicia Silverstone as Batgirl because, in my eyes, Batgirl is, doesn't sound Valley Girl. I didn't think she sounded Valley Girl and in that. has red hair. Barbara has red hair. That's just... Well, that's true, too. And she's not but hey, a Alfred's ni- niece. A 90s superstar, young, good-looking lady... I mean, that's they, where it you was smart. It, it, drew, it drew the women viewers in. Sure. Um, another little bat fact for you here. This has actually went down as the worst Batman movie ever. It also made the list of top 100 worst movies of all time. George Clooney went on record and said this was a waste of money, and he thought Joel Shoemaker purposely added the less than stellar elements to hurt the movie. Like the bat nipples? Yes. Like the bat nipples. And the... Um, the bat butt? The, not just the bat butt, but the very... So there were some undertones. 
It's been a long time. That so if I you go back to... and watch it now, you're just kind of like, whoa. I just remember it's really campy. Um, Lots of really bad jokes. He even jokes went on to tell a reporter one time that he heard Joel say that he thought Batman was gay. What? Yeah, Joel Shoemaker said that about Batman. What? And just what? Like, like, in what connotation? Like, you think Bruce Wayne is homosexual or you hate the kid? Like, this is stupid and I don't... Why did what you do a, it? What a schmuck. Yeah, but George Clooney actually truly felt that Shoemaker purposely made a bad movie. Wow. Um, maybe Shoemaker didn't like superheroes and he wanted to put a stop to it before it got popular. Well, look how that turned yeah. out for him. Good luck, Joel. <laughs> um, then we move forward to Christian Bale. Yeah. Um, no doubt a lot of people's favorites Bat- favorite Batman mm-hmm. uh, persona. Uh, Christian Bale donned the cape and cowl three times, 2005, 2008, and 2010, in Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, and The Dark Knight Rises. A little bat fact for you here. Before Christian Bale was elected, Christopher Nolan met with Billy Crudup, who I have no idea who that is, probably know his face, Jake Gyllenhaal, Joshua Jackson, Heath Ledger, and Killian Murphy for the role of Bruce Wayne. Hmm. And it, what's crazy is, after casting Christian Bell, he remembered Killian from talking to him about Batman and made him Scarecrow. And then down the road, made Heath Ledger Joker. Yeah. Uh, the Dark Knight, dude, for my money, one of the best, if not the best, Batman movie of all time. It was... I saw it four times in the theaters. Yeah, I think I saw about that. About four times. And then rewatched it on home video over and over and over again. I still watch the trilogy at least twice a year, two or yeah. three times a year. Um, that performance, you know, we'll talk more about Heath, you know, at a later episode. But I liked Bell in the first one. I thought as the trilogy went on, his voice got worse. Weirdly. Yeah, that drove me crazy. More intense, more not even intense as like. A Shakespearean Hamlet intense. Like, yeah. I just... There were, you know, times where you just be like, what did he say? You yeah. know? It, did, it um, didn't become like a, a, a internet thing, you know, with no reason. Yeah. You know, when things why do you want to come here? When things become a internet thing, there's a reason. Um, You're scum of kills for money. What? <laughs> uh, Kevin Conroy actually at a C2E2 panel in 2010 was asked about Bell's Batman, to which he laughed and said, the voice is ridiculous. Coming well, from the voice of Batman. <laughs> he ain't wrong. He ain't wrong. And then after years of waiting, we move on to Ben Affleck in 2016 and 2017. Now, Affleck was Batman in Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, Suicide Squad for a little bit, and Justice League. And he was fine. He was fine. Yeah, he was good. I liked him. I think he... He was the live-action visual of how I always envisioned Conroy as Batman if he were to be brought to real life. I always, now that I see Affleck, I'm like, okay, if Conroy's Batman jumped from the cartoon to real life, I think he would be. He'd be like that. that I guess gruff, I see that it. hard, that buff. That uh, that's how I think uh, Conroy's voice made me see Batman. Yeah. Um, Outside, I mean, of course, you know, animation Batman looked a certain way, but, like, if you were to close your eyes and listen to Conroy voice Batman, I pictured Ben Affleck. Yeah, I get you. Um, 
You know, uh, Ben's Batman, little bat fact for you here, was a push by Snyder to move away from the mainstream view of the character and more in the direction of Frank Miller's totalitarian take on it. Yeah. Hence the murder. Yeah. Hence the killing. Um, which you did not like. I didn't care I remember for that. we watched it together opening weekend. Yeah. We were like one of the very few people in the movie. We were we the just, only people. Yeah, we were the only... Oh, yeah, we were the only people. We and, the only uh, ones. And you said, What?! He's shooting people. He just killed a guy. Like, yeah. you can't do that. Yeah. He just blew up a building with people in it. Um, I don't agree. But yeah, that was Snyder's decision to lean towards more of a hardened, brutal, he doesn't care anymore. And I was like, well, yeah. But there's a reason that those Frank Miller comics weren't the best. Because that's not the Batman that's we love. That's not Batman. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, moving forward... We will have Rob Pattinson in 2021. Um, now, our dear fr- list friend and avid listener, Stephanie Gaines, wants us to go ahead and um, tell our thoughts about Pattinson. <laughs> now, I will try to remain calm, more calm than I was, what, two months ago when I went on my Pattinson rant. Um, I am going to wait to make my final judgment until I see it um, or at least maybe trailers mm-hmm. uh, before I bring out another rant slash okay I'll maybe but I still you being... just well you know I'm on these blood pressure man since <laughs> these meds since I turned 30 man and you know they just they keep me calm what a <laughs> life we have um I can't judge. Uh, you know, I made the mistake of judging Batfleck based on Daredevil. Mm-hmm. And what did your friend Josh say to you? What did the doctor say? The doctor prescribed patience and wait till you see it. And I was uh, proven that uh, I need to wait until I see it. So he was fine. I'm going to wait until I see Pattinson um, portray Batman. Um, especially knowing that they are going for kind of a younger '90s um, Sherlockian, more detective feel as rough, gruff, boom, boom, explosion, explosion. Yeah. Uh, so maybe it'll be good. I'm anxious to see. I'm very anxious, especially knowing that the first movie will have six different villains. So we've talked a lot about live action uh, portrayals yes. of the bat. So let's yes. talk a little bit about animated Batman. The voices behind the bat. Both of us love animated DC stuff. Yes, um, they kill it in the D- in the animated world. Absolutely, they do. And there's been several different versions yes. of Batman in these several different voice actors, uh-huh. and not just in like the DC animated stuff. There's been a couple of other fun things too that we'll talk about so yeah. let's go ahead and start should we start with the with the big oh, the big kahuna the head honcho, the head honcho. kevin conroy yes uh he voiced 1992 and you would say till present because there are special cases where he comes back in to voice whether it's a special movie mm-hmm. uh animated movie uh he also voiced the video games yes he did um and he did not do Batman Hush. Yeah, I noticed that. However, there's talks of maybe within the next couple of years he's talked about 
doing the next Batman story. He did do the, the killing joke. That yes, was him, wasn't it? That was his last animated movie, was the killing joke. Yeah, it was supposed to be Mark Hamill's last one, too, wasn't supposed it? Supposed to be. Yeah. We'll um, see how see how long that lasts. That did not turn out well. Yeah. From comic to animated movie. Oh, did yeah. Did you think? I just um, felt, well, I remember when we went and saw it in theaters, you were like, uh... Because yeah. there's that moment between Bruce and Batgirl... Caught me a little off guard. Yeah, it was just weird. Now, apparently, this is not the first time that something like that had ever been hinted at. Yeah. It was the first time I had ever seen it, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was a little taken aback. A little taken aback caught by off the guard. relationship. Yeah. Um, some of you already know what we're talking about. If not, uh, you can look Check it up. Check out The Killing Joke. The Killing Joke. Yeah. Uh, there you um, go. Actually, you know what? Before we move on, there's another live-action person we forgot. Who's that? The kid from Gotham. Technically... In the I guess final so. five seconds of the movie, he did don the, don the cape and cowl. Yeah. So, sorry. What's his name again? <laughs> Kid from Gotham. Kid also who was Robert California's son, son in, the in, office. in the office. Yeah. So, moving on, another very popular voice. And, you know, he's a comedian in live action. But he has destroyed, like, he has done fantastic with the voice of Batman. Will Arnett. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in Hot Rod, and uh, what's that Netflix show he was in? Arrested Development. Arrested Development. Yeah. Um, he's in uh, Will Ferrell and John Hader, the skating movie, the ice skate, Blades uh, of Glory. Blades of Glory. But he's the voice to Batman. Yeah. In the Lego Bat, he's the Lego Batman. I love those Lego movies. They're fantastic. Yeah. Um, Lego Movie One and Batman, Lego Batman mm-hmm. One, and Lego Movie Two. He also voiced Batman. I have not Batman, seen Lego the second Batman's one Batman's getting a sequel. Well, so, that doesn't I mean, surprise me. Yeah. I mean, but I haven't seen the Lego movie, too, so I don't say anything Absolutely. Um, actually, Will Arnett is someone who I think, first try, could be a live action. He'd have to change his voice a little bit. I feel like it would be... Comedic. I feel like it would be distracting because he you know him as such a... Will Arnett. Yeah, yeah. A funny guy. Possibly. The other one, uh, moving on, Olan Sul took on the 60s and 70s. Um, so we don't know a lot about that. We don't know a lot about him. He was in animate, old 60s and 70s animated shorts and radio Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was basically Batman with the Abbott and Costello slash Lone Ranger treatment on yeah. radio only. Uh, moving forward, we got uh, We're Will Friedle. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric Matthews from Boy Meets World. Right, right. Um, he also, uh, he wasn't just, he was the voice of Batman Beyond. Terry in Batman Beyond. Yeah. Uh, which is old man Bruce uh, finds a protege. Uh, it's very futuristic um, I world. Wish, I wish they would do something with that again. I seriously think that you could do a live action with Keaton as old man Batman. And yeah. cast Terry. Um, it'd be really cool. Um... I can't say that I watched it religiously like I did the old animated or any other Batman, really. I think I just had gotten to the point where I was, I had kind of gotten to this snobbish, like, it's not Bruce Wayne. So right. It feels weird. Yeah, I kind of remember being that yeah. way about it, too. Uh, you know, he had it was different. boosters on his, sh- on his boots so he yeah. could actually fly and not glide. Um, well, it's in the future, man. Yeah, I mean... He's just very odd. Uh, he's also um, in Kim Possible. He voiced uh, Ron in Kim Possible. 
And moving on, we have Reno Romano uh, in the animated The Batman. Yeah, all I remember about that was that in the beginning it goes, The Batman. Isn't that the weird one with uh, the weird monster Joker? Yeah. He had like uh, the dreadlocks or something. Kevin. Kevin Michael, Michael Richards. Richards. Yeah. Yeah. Scarecrow's weird also in it. It's, it's just, it's very. Riddler was like gothic. He had yeah, long black hair. Long black hair. Yeah. Um. Not, it not was the like best. they were trying to bring Batman to a certain crowd with that one, and it just did not work out, in my humble opinion. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm with you. Diedrich Bader, Batman the Brave and the Bold. Diedrich Bader, the comedic actor from the Drew Carey show. Yeah, he was uh, the kung fu guy in Napoleon Dynamite, too. He was. Yeah. You think that I'm... I do this every night to go home to Starla every night. <laughs> Very odd choice. Um, I don't yeah. think I ever watched Brave and the Ball. It was really corny. Um, not something I super enjoyed. Most episodes were team-ups. Like him and Aquaman or him and okay. so-and-so. But I, I do own digitally the very last episode because Kevin Smith was gushing about it one day. Um, he talked about how good the finale was, and I went and watched it on his recommendation, and it good. was pretty good. It's was got it a the, full on Justice League. No, it's like the Batmite. The um, Batmite was voiced by Pee Wee. Yeah. Herman. Um, yeah. I can't remember the story behind it now, but they do a lot of like breaking the fourth wall because they know it's the last episode, like jumping the shark and all that uh, stuff. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay, okay yeah, 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 yeah. So I got that. Okay. You'll have to check that out sometime. Yeah. Uh, moving forward, Jeremy Sisto voiced Batman in Justice League, A New Frontier. Okay. Uh, that one was the... Uh, I have it on Voodoo at home. It's kind of like an old school feel. Like the 60s or 70s Justice League. 80s maybe. But it takes place like in the 50s. Uh, it's It's just another origin of the Justice League as if it took place in the, you know, Cold War. Okay. Um, so Batman is very... I would compare that Batman to the... Was it Spider-Man Noir in Universe? They yeah. kind of set him up like that. Okay. Like just this detective, you know, old school. Yeah. It's odd. You'll have to check it out sometime. Uh, ben McKenzie, Batman Year One. The only person to ever play Jim Gordon in Gotham mm -hmm. and voice Batman. Yeah. Uh, it was different. It was that somewhat of the origin from Batman Begins, the Christopher Nolan, without Ra's al Ghul giving him his start. I kind of just barely remember that movie. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I've only watched it once or twice. It was not one of my favorites. No, no. Not the best done. Uh, moving forward to one of my favorites, Bruce Greenwood. Same here. Um, if it's not Conroy, I'd rather Greenwood do it. I it's agree. a Young Justice, Gotham by Gaslight, and Under the Red Hood. Under the Red Hood is probably my number one yes. favorite DC yes. animated uh, movie. Fantastic. Yeah. I mean, the storyline... Uh, which I hope to get a live action someday. Wouldn't that be something? With Jensen Ackles returning as Red Hood. as Jason Todd. That'd be fantastic. Don't hold your breath, though. I know. And since you're starting to watch Young Justice, you're hearing that Batman also. Mm-hmm. Um, he brings a... How do I word it? Um, just straightforwardness to it. Mm -hmm. Not exactly very gruff and intimidating like Conroy did. Just... 
Here's how it is. Here's how it I'm is. I'm the boss. You know, I'm the Batman. Um, moving forward, we've got Jason O'Mara. Another good one, um, especially if she's seen Justice League War. Uh, that's a really good one. It's uh, another uh, origin of the Justice League, and it all starts with Darkseid. <laughs> it's really cool. I'm, yeah, I've just seen bits and pieces yeah. of that one. Uh, he also did Batman Hush. Which you just watched, mm-hmm. um, and pretty much if it's not Conroy or Greenwood, they go to Amara, and he's not a bad one. Um, and then moving forward, the probably less known voice of Batman is Bruce Thomas. Uh, back in the '90s and early 2000s, OnStar did a commercial with the Batmobile. Uh, even Batman needed help from OnStar, and he played the voice to Batman. In I didn't even realize, first of all, that OnStar was a thing back then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they could not get the live-action Kilmer um, and Clooney's. They could not do the movie Batman to star in the commercials, so they casted their own Batman. Wow. And it was this gentleman, Bruce Thomas, and he also played in the early 2000s Birds of Prey show. Okay. In the flashbacks where Barbara Gordon's talking about Batman saving her life, and he voiced the Batman at that point. Um, so that is the voices behind Batman. Hopefully, one day we will add what a crew Tyler McDaniel to to the list. Well, one one can I, hope. I think I could do it. One okay. Batman. Hey, I'm convinced. Good. All right. Call WB up Call right WB now. Call WB right now. Sign the contract. <laughs> You heard it here first on 30 and Dirty. Uh, so, moving forward, Batman has no short list of allies. Um, from his team-ups with, like, Flash, Superman, Aquaman, Wonder Woman. Uh, but he has his own Bat family the ba- that's known as the Batman family. Uh, and in some comics called Batman Incorporated. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just run down this small list, and we'll yeah. talk a little bit about them. Uh, you've got Alfred, the the faithful butler. And sometimes Alfred is like a warrior, mm-hmm. like he's a fighter too and and he's uh you know got a maybe a little troubled past. Yeah. And he sort of trains Bruce up a little bit. And in other versions he's just the old butler. The old butler like, who watched him grow wiped his butt. Yeah, like in the Tim Burton uh version and you know uh Clooney and and Kilmer. And yeah. uh the even in the Dark Knight trilogy, yeah, Michael Caine was yeah. not a fighter. He was not a yeah. I would I was not intimidated by Alfred by by Michael Caine. <laughs> but some sometimes you get the Alfred like in Gotham, oh, who was, was like one. you know don't and, and don't mess even with Alfred. Batfleck, you felt that Jeffrey Rush's Alfred had kind of not Jeffrey Rush, uh, <laughs> Michael Jeremy Irons, Jeremy Irons, <laughs> Jeffrey Rush. <laughs> Voice Scar, Jeremy Irons. Yeah, yeah. Yes. He was good. You felt that there was a rough around the edges feel. Yeah, I liked him. Um, But yeah, that's Alfred. Yeah. Robin. Uh, Fun fact. What? My little uh, robot vacuum cleaner is called Alfred. I saw y'all running it earlier. Yeah. Um, It's an intriguing uh, gadget. Yeah. I've never seen one run before. Really? Oh, it changed changed my life. Less vacuuming for you. Yeah. It well, see, you set a timer on it. It runs every day. Yeah, and yeah. so like while we're gone, you know, to work during the day, you know, Alfred takes care of the house. So. Yes, yes. So, mm-hmm. moving on to Robin. Yeah. Fun fact: there are, there have been seven Robins in the history of the DC universe. Jeez. Uh, of I course, know about everyone three of them. knows Dick. Yeah. Everyone knows Dick Grayson. Yeah. 
Um, he's the first Robin. Yeah. Then you have Jason Todd, mm-hmm. Tim Drake. Mm-hmm. Then you move on to Stephanie Brown. Yeah. The little, little red-headed girl. Yes. Yes, the little red-headed girl. Then you move on to Damian Wayne. Okay, yeah. The Forgot son about of Bruce Damian. Wayne. The son of Talia and Bruce Wayne. And then you move on to... This one's kind of funny. We Are Robin. What? Um, we Are Robin again. is a group of citizens... Doned the Robin costume to fight crime, waging war on crime as men, as an army of Robins. Uh, later wow. on, the movement was put <laughs> under fire, and eventually the Robin laws were implemented. No one is to ever wear Robin-related attire as a vigilante. So why did they choose Robin? I think because Batman was still doing his thing, but didn't have a sidekick. And so it's almost like, you know what? We should be helping him. I guess. We, should, we, could, we are the sidekicks of Batman. So I like OG Robin, Dick Grayson, mm-hmm. uh, and I love Nightwing. Oh, yeah. And then my next choice of Robins is uh, Damien. Damien was good. Damien's the real deal. Yeah, but he's got a little bit too much Al in him sometimes. That's, that, that's what makes him interesting. Because he's what Batman should... He's what Roz wanted Batman to yeah, be. Yeah, he's ruthless. Yeah. And then the seventh Robin's name was Duke Thomas. Arising from the movement, Duke was taken under the wing of the Dark Knight and became a vigilante called The Signal. Uh, and then eventually he donned him the name Robin after he felt worthy. His outfit actually is a weird yellow outfit with the bat symbol is white like in the a, center. Looks like a mixture of the yellow Power Ranger and yes. Wolverine. And a little bit of Ronin. I don't from like Marvel it. Universe. It's like very it. odd. Um but yeah, not not a mainstream Robin. Is it's it cons- is it consistent that all of the Robins get frustrated with Batman like you're holding me back, let me do my thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's very consistent because um well, I mean, he, he established this way of life, you know. And when you start watching the Titans and you hear Dick talking about being raised as Robin and his problems with Bruce and Batman and all that, and then early into season two when you get to meet England's Bruce and they actually start having conversations, they play that really well. Like, why was Bruce the way he was? Anytime that Robin or Nightwing show up in those uh, old Arkham games... Oh yeah, um, he's always a jerk to Robin. Well, I think or he, Nightwing. It's like you know. Part what, of man? me thinks that it's kind of like, look, you know, if if anyone's going to die getting this done, it's not going to be you all. You all have to continue. If I die, so be it. You are there to continue. But if you're with me, you could die too. Yeah, I need you on the other. And th- then sometimes he almost dies, and then Robin's there to to save him. To yeah, I mean, there's a couple times in those Arkham games that whether it's Jason Todd. Tim Drake or Dick as Nightwing, Batman always needs saving. That's right. But he still doesn't learn the lesson. <laughs> um, stubborn, Nightwing. stubborn old fella. Your boy Nightwing. Nightwing. Dick Grayson graduates from Robin and goes off and does his own thing as Nightwing. Uh, tell us a little bit about Nightwing. What's your favorite things about him? Um, I really like his suit. That's mm-hmm. a big thing for me. The visual uh, of a character... At least when it comes to comic book characters, that's important to me. Um, I like 
that part of it. Sometimes he's the blue suit. Sometimes he's a red suit. Uh, he uses those uh, electric electric baton type baton things. Type things uh, yeah, and a few of the other bat gadgets. He's fun to play with in the games. Yeah, very quick. Yeah, very fast. Very just boom, 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 yep. boom. Um, not very, not as slow tactical. Just fast. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, moving on. Batgirl, Barbara Gordon. Um, daughter of Commissioner Gordon. Mm-hmm. Um, we have seen many, many faces of Barbara Gordon. You've seen Batgirl, you've seen the young Commissioner's daughter before Batgirl, and you've even seen, post-paralysis, the Oracle. The Oracle. Uh, now the storyline to that is the Joker shoots her, paralyzes her, and she's unable to be Batgirl anymore. So she is also this brilliant computer mind, and becomes kind of like the home base expert. Batman's personal hacker. Yeah. She's in his ear all the time and she's like, hold on, let me get this. Beep, 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 beep. All right, I'm in. Right. CCTV says that blah, 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 blah. Or Gotham TV or blah, blah, blah. So, I don't know. I love Batgirl in action, but I love Oracle. I love that partnership. I love the whole, like, Oracle. I need this. Uh (laughs) You know? And she's like, I'm on it, Bruce. Yeah. And it's really cool. Um, I actually have a really good friend who's living in L.A. right now uh, who has a YouTube series called, um, well, it's a movie. It's a mini movie. The first one's called Friday Night in Gotham. So it's a fan film. Yeah, fan film. Okay. And it's on YouTube. It's called Friday Night in Gotham, and she plays Batgirl. She's fantastic. Her name's Heather. And then they just did a sequel called Saturday Night in Gotham. And it's really cool. It really is really cool. And the third one should be Sunday morning Sunday in Gotham morning. when all the villains Wake. go to church together. <laughs> they go to church and Barbara wakes up hungover and bruised and, <laughs> and battered and she's drinking coffee. <laughs> um, so moving on, Batwoman. I don't know a um, lot about She's Batwoman. a little more new. Yeah. Uh, really debuted in the Bad Blood storylines. And she is actually Catherine Kane, or Kate, if you will. Now, the comics, um, she is a wealthy heiress who is inspired by Batman. Mm-hmm. No relation whatsoever. And she is actually, um, she's gay. Mm-hmm. She's the one of the first outed um, lesbians in the DC universe. Right. And that was a big movement, and mm-hmm. it's fantastic. The series that's coming out on CW, though, is making Kate Sorry. her... Uh, Siri? <laughs> it's the Oracle trying to hack it's into Oracle our podcast. trying to listen. Goodness, Siri. There's too much um, uh, knowledge about Batman yes, being yes, shared You're not supposed here. to know this much. You're supposed to ask me. Um, they are making her his cousin. Yeah, that's right. Um, I actually just saw a, a trailer for the, for the show. Alice is the bad guy. Today, I guess, yeah. Alice of Mad Hatter. The Alice becomes bad and is tormenting Gotham. Hey, and, why not? And yeah, why not? Uh, and they have made Kate and Lucius Fox's son is her go-to right-hand person. So they've got character connections in the show, um, and it's just interesting making her his cousin, and he's vanished and disappeared. Very smart, considering that they can't use him just yet. So are you going to watch it? Heck yeah, I'm going to watch it. I'll be honest with you. It's DC and CW, man. You know I got to watch it doesn't sound very interesting to me. I don't know. I think it's because it's decently new. I think a lot of people will be like, Batwoman, when did she come along? 
And if you didn't read or see the one animated movie she was in. Yeah. She is in Bad Young Blood, Justice Season 2 right. for a little bit. Was Bad Blood the one Bad she Blood was, in? was the yeah. one she in. And that's yeah. the one where he gets abducted. If you tell me that it's really good... Okay, we went over More this. than once or twice. More than once Then I'll consider Give me, If I tell you it's good three times... Yeah, I'm going to give it a try. I'm going to I'm going to take notes, add uh, it to keep, the list. Keep the tallies <laughs> on how many times you recommend it and after the third time, then I have to do it. It has to be three separate times. You can't do it three times in a row because you want me to see it. So like after episode 1, hey, you know, maybe you should check it out. Episode 4, seriously Josh, maybe you should check it out. After close to the finale, Josh, you really need to catch up before this finale so we can watch it together. And then that's when I'll say, yeah, I'll do it Okay, eventually. I'll do it. Okay, I'll get to it And then year. I never do. <laughs> All right, let's uh, move on. Moving on to Catwoman. Selena Kyle. Yeah. Everyone's favorite, not hero, but not bad guy. Um, I wouldn't even call her anti-hero. She's just... She just is. She's a cat burglar with the heart of gold. Sometimes. Bronze. Heart of bronze, maybe. Definitely not silver or gold. No. Um, I love Catwoman. You know, there's those... I think it was last year they released the series where Earth 2 Catwoman shows up and... Because Earth 1 Catwoman died. So Earth 2 Catwoman is who Batman ends up marrying. Oh. I know. All these multiple Earths, man. You're going to be confused once Marvel dives into the multiverse. I don't know. I feel like I've seen a lot of multiverse stuff. But the difference is, the if you have like a Spider-Man from another universe, he's Spider-Man, but there's some big major difference about him. Like, it's not Spider-Man and Spider-Man. Okay, well, this Earth 2 Catwoman had a different costume. Oh. Yeah. Well... Enough said. <laughs> um, I love Catwoman, though. So, uh, Moving on. Jim Gordon, detective, commissioner. Sometimes he's like... Um, Anti-Batman? Yeah. Sometimes he loves Batman. I was, I was getting trying to get to the idea of like, sometimes he's like a really great cop and a great detective and it's like mm-hmm. really helpful. And sometimes he's just an idiot, like in the old Tim Burton Batman movies. Oh, God. He was useless. They did not do justice to Jim Gordon in those yeah. movies. In any of those 90s movies. Nope. But the animated series is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gary Oldman in the Dark Knight series was a fantastic oh, Jim yeah. Gordon. Oh, yeah. Uh, J.K. Simmons didn't really give a chance. Yeah, um, didn't get enough of that. He was fine, though. Yeah, it was fine. Um, but, yeah, Jim Gordon, detective, father of Batgirl, mm-hmm. and commissioner. Sometimes he knows who Batman is. Sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes is that he right? Doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes he does. And what did you think about um, Ben McKenzie's Jim Gordon in Gotham? I hated him. I know you didn't like him. He just grunted all the time. Well, he had to Damn, Jim Gordon Americanize himself. He's actually British in real life. Oy. And a lot of British people who are having to play American like that's how they play American. Yeah. Lee. <laughs> I just did not care for him at all. Oswald. He was. Where's really Oswald? Jeez. <laughs> he did great. He grunted more than Christian Bell's Batman. <laughs> he just had this, like, it was like the same voice, the same tone, the same everything all the time. I felt like he was very, been. like, it, it, he was, Jim Gordon was just stale throughout that whole yeah, show. Yeah, he didn't make you just fall in love. No. He's a very stale character. Um, 
seeing as how he was supposed to be the the lead, the this is like before Batman. Yeah. Gordon should have been a stronger character. Which is why, like, from the beginning, it was like, I just really don't see this being it's, You, you used to call it SVU for DC. Yeah. Yeah, that's all it is. And I, you know what? About 75% of the time, that was true. Yes. Up until about season four, season five. Yeah. We've, we've, we talked about Gotham one other time, yeah. though, so we can yeah. probably skip on. Uh, Lucius Fox. Yeah. Um, he is Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. In the Dark Knight trilogy, uh, he's um, like the tech guy yeah. at Wayne uh, Enterprises. Builds all, he builds the Batwing. Pretty much designed all, his, all the yeah. gadgets. He really. is like the Q. He's James Bond's Q yeah. as to Batman. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it's funny, uh, you know the the Lucius Fox in the Arkham games, mm-hmm. which he only appears in Arkham City f- and Night. Yeah. Um, he is voiced by that guy. Actually, went on to voice a character in Fortnite. Those people who created Fortnite got him to like pro bono do a voice for them, and that's I mean that's pretty cool. Seeing yeah. as how you know he's not like this massive voice actor. It's not like they got Mark Hamill, mm-hmm. but he had done the Arkham games before Fortnite. So I mean, if I were the Fortnite creator, I'd be like, we got Lucius Fox from Arkham Knight. I mean, come on, but. uh it is. It, I like Lucius, but sometimes he's underutilized. I think he's a character that, like, he, multiple times we've talked about what do minor characters bring, mm-hmm. and I think that Bruce, Batman needs a cue that James Bond had. I think Lucius should always be used in some form or fashion. I hate that the old ones did not have Lucius, because the comics did. Right. Even in the 90s, the comics had Lucius Fox. He, as long as he is a part of the Wayne company enterprise. Yeah, they should use him. Um, well, it's just like, if he's there, everything's going to be okay, because that is, that's Bruce's most trusted ally in Aside the company. from Alfred. Oh, yeah, in the well, company, in the company. Yes, in the company, yeah. it's Lucius. So he kind of is like the guy that's taking care of all the Batman stuff. And keep covering for Bruce yes. at Wayne Enterprises. And I that's love in why he's important. Stark Knight, where he's like, So let me get this straight. You think that your boss, the richest man in the world, or in Gotham, is parading around in a black guy? And, like, and your plan is to blackmail him? Yeah. That whole scene, he's like, Good luck. <laughs> you know, I love that. Way to, way to dodge a bullet there, Lucy. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Lucius. And that is the Batman family. Now you could easily go on to say that there are some other not immediate family. Mm -hmm. I would say Superman is part of the Bat family these days. Yeah, but Superman would be like, no, this is the Superman family. And you just happen to be a part of it because I'm Superman. I'm Superman with my red cape and justice for all. (laughs) And my curly hair, the little curly cue. How does anybody not know that that's Clark Kent? That drives me crazy. Like if I were to I'm take my glasses off right now, would you be like, who the heck are you? <laughs> You're not Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Someone call the cops. <laughs> yeah, I guess in uh, the 1940s, those little details weren't very important. <laughs> no, they weren't. <laughs> or whenever Superman started. So, we've talked a lot about the voices, the men behind the mask, the family. What are just some of your bad thoughts? You know, let's go through here and let's talk about... Like Batman 1989. 
when you, when someone says Batman eighty nine, what do you um, think? I think about uh, Jack Nicholson. There's like a scene where he's messing with all these paintings or something. He's got this loud music playing. Oh and he, yes, you know In what I'm museum? talking about. Yes, yeah, and he's marking on stuff and trashing the museum. I think that's what yeah, happened. Yeah, I've I've only seen that one a handful of times. Um, he ends up sitting down with Vicky Vale. Yeah. Um, and just talking to her. Actually, I think of the parade. And, you know, it's to the song Trust. Prince did that entire album. Did That's you know right. That? Yeah, I didn't know that. He's at, he's at the parade and he's dancing and yep. everyone's, and he's, his laughing gas is spraying and he's mm-hmm. dropping money. And yeah. I think of that scene too where it's like, Trust. Oh, Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. But was there a scene with the music? No, no, there okay. is. He's he's running all the art. Because I'm I'm visualizing that because he talks like to his, him dancing. His, he's like Lawrence, give me some music. Yeah, okay. He's got the boombox with him. Um, Batman Returns. Um, I remember the the penguin. Danny DeVito is the mm. penguin. Uh, mm. Gross. Um, mm. Remember Michelle Pfeiffer it's and her. Like the suit, the bat suit was so stiff and like rubber. Well, yeah, those first two Batman, he couldn't move his neck. He yeah. had it was like straight. Like yeah. they, the costume department was not, unable to make it to where he could move. Well, like, do you remember like towards the end, like he tears the mask off? Yeah, and it's just like rubber. He just like yeah. is easily like yeah. this isn't this is serving no protection to you he at all. Rips Bruce. it like Hulk Hogan rips his shirt off. Exactly, <laughs> no protection. Um, I think about. The clowns. Oh, yeah. Penguins, clowns. And the, the ducks and stuff yes, down in the sewer. Yes, that duck. And the bomb and the penguin different, things. And the different uh, umbrellas he had. Yeah. It's just, it was dark. Darker than Jack Nicholson's movie. Uh, sure. Batman Forever. Um, Riddle me this. Riddle me that. I remember when Jim Carrey, as the Riddler, was in Arkham at the end. Yeah. He was telling Nicole Kidman that he knows who Batman is. She says, who is it? I'm Batman. And he starts flapping (laughs) his straight jacket (laughs) arms around and stuff. Um, I think about the circus scene where the Graysons fall. Yeah. Thanks to Mm Two-Face. Um introduced us to Chris O'Donnell's Robin that I was not massively a fan of because growing up a Batman fan, Robin's a kid when he starts out. Yeah. Kind of. And I felt like Chris O'Donnell's an older Robin. Like, the age he was in real life should have been Nightwing. But the age he I was guess, apparently I playing... Guess and it just, it was weird. I Yeah, I guess I can agree with that. I didn't odd. have a problem with that at the time, um, but... And yeah. I thought Tommy Lee Jones did pretty decent. Love Jim Carrey's yeah, The Riddler. Like yeah. Um, moving on. Batman and... Uh, it's hard <laughs> to finish this. Robin. Batman and Robin. Um, I remember... It's going to be a cold winter. They break into Mr. Freeze's... Uh, I don't know. Yes. Sanctuary or something. Yes. And he's got all these dudes that he sends out after Batman and Robin. And Robin's like, oh, look, it's the hockey team from hell. Yeah. Very campy. It was like, uh, when he, he says Robin, chill out. <laughs> <laughs> Arnold's one line. First off, Arnold Schwarzenegger is Mr. Freeze. Like, and then they're watching, what was that, The Year Without a Santa Claus? 
where Heat Miser and Snow Miser are singing. Yeah, um, I kind of remember. And he that. has this whole goons memorizing Snow Miser's lyrics. I was like, this is awful. Yeah. This is bad. It's going to be cold in Gotham. <laughs> it's going to be a winter. Winter is coming. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. I really don't. I just, I'm done yeah, talking about Probably this. the uh, uh, most heavily criticized Batman of all. Of all time. Yeah. I've seen a lot. Moving on. The Dark Knight Trilogy. The Savior to the DC Universe at the time. Um, loved every bit of it. Most memorable thing to come out of it, I think everyone would agree, is Heath the Joker. Ledger's Joker. Heath Ledger's the Joker. Oh my gosh, that movie. It, just in general. I remember like when that came out, how crazy we all were about it. No, I, I killed the bus. We had a teacher who talked about how oh, we Aaron had, Eckhart... We had a college teacher who, who believed that Aaron Eckhart, who plays Harvey Dent... His performance was the best. And he was great, but he was not the best. <laughs> he Fletcher was the best. best. Like, and when we imitate this this teacher, we always do it with like a British accent. He's not British. He's not British. He's just very He's like from Newport. Like <laughs> <laughs> He just talks Shakespearean sometimes. So um I would agree. You think about this trilogy, you think about just the movie The Dark Knight in general. I mean the death of Rachel happens in that, and he really didn't see that coming. Um, yeah. Gary Oldman's, like I said, I love Gary Oldman as an actor, and what he brought to Gordon was mm-hmm. just fantastic. I agree. Um, moving on, Batfleck. Okay, uh, for me, most memorable thing about Batfleck is the fact that on his suit he had a thing that disguised his voice for him so he didn't have to do this ridiculous christian bell yeah you know like, like why a, didn't they just like think of that voice before? synthesizer exactly yeah, makes even, perfect sense yeah gosh it really does if you think about it um i think about um his his line to superman do you bleed do you bleed yeah you will that was pretty good awesome a little more ruthless Batman, which really we've, cool we've to talked see about already. Beat the crap out of Superman, like using his wit. Like, oh, hey, kryptonite is what hurts him, so I'll make a bunch of weapons based off kryptonite. Why? One day, thought of one this? day in the future, we should we should do a in depth discussion about uh, Batman, Batman versus Superman. Okay. Yeah. One day. Yeah. I like it. It's been we'll a while since it, I've seen it. We'll call it Bat Nerd, Martha. <laughs> <laughs> You read my mind. <laughs> Moving on, the animated series, what got us both started. Yeah, I, when I think of a Batman period, I think of Kevin Conroy animated Absolutely. Batman from the 90s. And because I, you had not just Kevin Conroy's Batman, Hamill as uh, Joker, you had characters like Clayface and the Man-Bat and that Riddler. The, the noir feel that yes, it had. very you know, noir feel. They all very, wore like fedoras. And yes, gangster was, type. Yeah. Oh, I loved that show. And go yeah. back and watch it. It holds up. Oh, for sure it does. Every day you can watch it, and you'll be like, mm, still holds up. Mm-hmm. Ten years from now, it'll still hold for up. For sure. Um, um, I have written down here, uh, any other Batman uh, animated moments that aren't Kevin Conroy? That, you know, like Young Justice or Hush or... Oh, Mask of the Phantasm was uh, Under the Red Hood. 
Um, um, any stick out aside from mm-hmm. Young Justice? That Batman's really good, um, but I would have to say go back. You need to take time. Take the time to watch Justice League War. Mm-hmm. That Batman's really good. Most of the thoughts I have about Under the Red Hood are about oh, Nightwing or Jason Todd or mm-hmm. you know something like that, and not so much Batman. Yeah. Um, so I can't really say that there's much that I would have to say about anything in the animated uh, realm other than Kevin Conroy. Gotcha, gotcha. That's just me. But there's tons of great and other animated Batman stuff out there. Mm-hmm. So the Arkham games. What a great series. Oh my god, I want another one. Wish they would do more, for sure. Return to Arkham. Um, I think why we loved it so much is that it had so much of the same feel as the animated series. Great. A lot of the same Dark. voice cast. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the the costumes were sort of similar. Yeah. Definitely, there were a lot of nods to the animated series. Absolutely. Um, so it felt like, you know, familiar to Very. me. Um, and great games. Well, I know uh, you loved... The side stuff, finding the the, the question riddles, marks, yeah. Um, in Arkham, the first Arkham, Arkham Asylum, mm-hmm. uh, finding that Amadeus Arkham's little spider things, his, all uh, of those his memories and memories like or that. whatever. I've never found all the memories. Never found all the riddles. I've done it all in that game. I could imagine. Yeah. Um, but there was a little spinoff made by different people, Arkham Origins. Mm-hmm. Different Batman voice. Different Troy Joker Baker. voice. Troy Baker did Joker. And Batman was Roger Craig Smith. Mm-hmm. Never really did anything else um, to the point where I, I didn't put him down for voiceover. He was the voice of Ezio in Assassin's Creed. Adatore. Ezio de Adatore de Firenze. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, Troy Baker's the only person to ever voice both Joker and Batman. Right. Yeah. He did it on the new Teenage Mutant Ninja which Turtles versus movie. Batman, which is just garbage to think about. You didn't watch it yet? No. Oh. No. No. Might not. I'm sure there's <laughs> some people out there who will love that. They're probably sitting there like, how dare you? That was a fantastic story arc. This is like a little off topic. Do you ever remember there being a storyline in the Power Rangers where the... Teenage Mutant yeah. Ninja Turtles. They, uh, and they saw each other and they went, you're real? Yeah, you're, you're, you're real? You're real? Uh, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like the Eminem Santa Claus commercial. <laughs> he exists. They do <laughs> exist. <laughs> yeah. Um, final thoughts. Battinson. What are you... What are you thinking? <laughs> what are you thinking here? So far, I think nothing. Okay. Uh, and I know I said earlier that I would hold my tongue. Look, I think... It'll probably be okay. I will say, though, and I've, I think I said this when we talked about him weeks ago. When I think about potential new Batman, I cannot say that Robert Pattinson would have ever entered my mind. Um, but I'm sure that they didn't just say, Hey, let's get that vampire kid to play Batman. There's, there was a process. Um <laughs> So I have faith, but sometimes DC disappoints me. So we'll see. I just need yeah, to see more first. I'll, uh, I'll leave it at what I said. I'll, I'll, I will. Believe me, nerds and nerdettes, you will be the first to know <laughs> what I think whenever that movie comes out. Well, I'm proud of you for <laughs> trying to reserve your judgment. Absolutely. So um, 
any other bat thoughts before we finish up with a little Q and A here? Uh, nope. Good. Just that I love Batman. Mm-hmm. Batman. Most people do. I would Batman. say. Batman. Um. So we had three questions. Let's let's do it. At Pop Culture Brews, they're a podcast on tw- and uh, their Twitter handle is at Pop Culture Brews. Asks, what beer would Batman drink? Hmm. It would be some sort of like fancy, sophisticated Dos Equis. Stay thirsty. Because he's the most interesting man. Oh, I like that. I like that. I would say that he would drink a PBR. No. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not PBR. You can't just say it normal. You have to say PBR. PBR. Tastes like America. (laughs) I got this whole 24-pack for $11. (laughs) Gonna go watch some racing later. Shoot my gun. (laughs) (laughs) Um, In all honesty, I think it would be, like him, it would be stout and dark. I was going to say this. So, like a, a porter, like a, not Guinness, but one of those stout, dark porters. I was going to say Guinness, actually. Yeah. Just like Batman, stout and dark. Wow. But I don't think Bruce drinks. Um, yeah. Affleck drank. But I think sometimes, like, to keep up appearances is Bruce Wayne, he might. He might have, like, a... But I can see him being the guy that, like, does the, the, the cheers, cheers, and then and he, then, like, pours it out in the yeah. flower pot. I could see Gotta that. keep my wits about me. Because what if I leave? In case the scarecrow, scarecrow walks in. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, at Pop Culture Bruce, please give them a follow. Check out their podcast. Fantastic stuff. Uh, moving on to question two. Chris asks, thoughts on thoughts on Batman Beyond? Uh, well. Weird. I thought uh, it was weird. We I already kind of talked about it. Yeah, we did. Um, it was uh, a cool idea. It was yeah, and concept was cool. I just didn't buy it. I remember into it. I really liked the little uh, uh movie they did like With the Joker, uh, Return, of, Return the Joker of the Joker or whatever. That was It really was actually good. was it Jason who became possessed or Tim? It was Tim. Tim was yeah. possessed. It was, a, it, it was a cool concept but odd. I just didn't buy into it. Yeah. Um number 3 Megan asks, favorite lesser-known villain? Favorite lesser-known villain in Batman? Um, ooh, I've never thought of that before. Maybe, uh... Uh, Dr. Pig, is that his name? Oh, God, he's The surgery guy? He is creepy. Yeah. I like the Mad Hatter, too. I don't know if you'd call him lesser-known. I like Man Bat. I don't care about Man Bat. Would you... Scarface is another one. The puppet? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think, like, what would you consider lesser known? Like, to us? Or to an everyday Joe? Like, an everyday Joe would probably not know about Man Bat. Or Scarface. Uh, or Calendar Man. Yeah, boo. What they know about Deadshot? They know about Deadshot now. If Will Smith plays a character, everybody knows about who about that true. character. So, <laughs> why uh, don't you just pick one? 
I can't. Lesser known than lesser known, I'd have to say Man Bat. Okay. I just like that whole alternate take on Batman. Yeah. You know. That makes sense. Well, those are our three questions. Uh, thank you, question askers. Uh, so, man, any anything else? We have got some some fun stuff planned for next episode. Yeah. It's not going to be... What's the word I'm looking for? It's not going to be too serious. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, if that's not a dead giveaway, I don't know what else to tell you, but next week we are going to talk about the Joker. We've done the yin, we have to do the yang now. Absolutely. We did the we did the light, now we have to do the dark, or is it vice versa? I don't mm. know. But we're going to check out the new Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie in uh, a few days. In a few days. Uh, hear great things about it. Oh, I'm super so excited, excited to see it. Uh, we'll tell you. He's got to be need better than Jared Leto. Tell you that much. Well, can't. <laughs> it <laughs> can't probably get much won't, worse. won't take much. To Jared be Leto should have been in George Clooney's Batman. <laughs> oh, ouch, dude! I'm excited. My favorite villain of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, excited to see the movie with you and nerds and nerdettes, nerdskies, all over the the airwaves. You're gonna have to. Wait and listen to our breakdown of the movie and the character. Yeah. Uh, so, man, I think that's about it. Well, before we go, we should also remind you that we are going to be at Marble City Comic Con mm-hmm. in Sevierville, Tennessee, uh, November 16th and the 17th. Yes, and listen, they have opened up an opportunity. And Jay and Silent Bob are going to be there. But if you want to view their movie, you have to get tickets if they do not sell out the theater they will not show the movie so you have to get on marblecitycomiccon.com and buy tickets it's the most inexpensive showing you will see across the country Mm -hmm. Uh, more inexpensive than other cons and theaters around the country marble city comic con has got a fantastic deal and kevin smith wanted to do this for us here in the southeast so please do not let silent bob down um, please get on the side or us. We're gonna be there, and we want to see the movie with yeah. Kevin Smith. Yeah. Um. So please purchase the tickets. Do it. And we will post a link where you can also purchase tickets this week. Yeah. Um. But other than that, man, this has been great. It's been awesome. Awesome. And it's been fantastic. <laughs> it's been bad. Tastic. Batastic. Batastic. Can't get any better than that. Can. So I guess I'll see you next week. I'll same bat, bat time. time. Same bat channel. Alright. listening to the 30 and nerdy podcast with your hosts tyler mcdaniel and josh davis brought to you by encore theatrical company akiva express creative theater and advertising expressions find us follow us and like us on instagram twitter and facebook visit our website 30 and nerdy podcast.com got something to tell us drop us an email 30 and nerdy pod at gmail.com until next time Cheers to you, nerds!